Okay, today we are working on my lab midterms. So this is going to be partial review of organic chemistry and all of the labs associated with the first part of organic chemistry. Not ready to do the biochemistry quite yet because uh, uh, it looks like there are some problems with the with the grading on that one. So. Bromination reaction for alkenes. Alkane stays brown. The alkene was the only one to spontaneously react. The arene stays brown. Remember that the brown is an indicator of the Br2. So alkane plus the Br2 and UV or heat remains colorless. The alkene plus Br2 is the only spontaneous reactor. The arene plus Br2 requires iron brominate or UV heat to be able to run to full reaction. Remember the colorless indicates full reaction, the brown indicates partial or no reaction. And don't worry about the gas, we don't care about that for this one. Br2 is brown, when placed in water or another non-reactive solution it stays brown, if it reacts the brown color disappears. Great. What happens when you add UV light? The alkane and the arene both become clear. The alda the alkanes and the arenes do not react spontaneously with bromine and require an initiator like heat or UV to trigger a reaction. Is the reaction the same for all three classes? No. The alkane plus the arene, arene react by free radical substitution while the alkenes went by addition reaction. Alkane and arene react by free radical substitution, alkene by addition. Hydrocarbon flammability. Did all three classes burn the same? No. Alkane is yellowish flame with no residue, burns clean. Alkene is a yellowish flame with some black smoke, traces of black residue. The arene is a yellowish flame, moderate amount of black smoke, and lots of residue. Were there side reactions? Yes. The amount of smoke and the residue differed, implying an incomplete reaction with respect to CO2 and H2O. What formed in the side reactions? Carbon monoxide and carbon soot are byproducts of incomplete combustion. What correlation is between multiple bonds and clean burning? The alkane with only single bonds burned cleanest to CO2 and water, while the alkene and arene with double bonds gave off byproducts and were in incomplete combustion. Hydrocarbon solubility. Hydro Hydrogen bonding between H plus and O minus makes the water polar. You know this because an OH bond is electronegativity is greater than 0.5, whereas the other molecules only have C to H bonding with a difference of less than 0.5 and, and so are nonpolar. Is nonpolar soluble in a polar solvent? No. Like dissolves like. Polar may dissolve in polar and nonpolar in nonpolar, but never the twain shall meet. Nitrogen compounds. Nitrogen is an element with an atomic number of seven. It has seven protons in the nucleus and seven electrons orbiting in an electron cloud. When you draw this out, the, inner, the innermost shell, first shell, has two non-bonding electrons and five valence electrons. Drawing it out, make sure to show that it has three available bonding points and two non-bonding electrons. Because of this electron arrangement, nitrogen will form three bonds and has two non-bonding electrons. The simplest nitrogen compound is ammonia, which is NH3. It is not considered organic because it does not contain carbon. The simplest amine is methylamine, which is C 
CH3NH2. Because this is a tetrahedral bond, single bonds only, that's sigma bonds, the approximate bond angle around nitrogen is 109.5. Because of the electronegativity differences between carbon and nitrogen, amines are considered polar, the NH hydrogen bond. Is methylamine soluble in water? Yes, because both it and water have polar bonds and like dissolves like. Why do amines with long carbon tails gradually become less soluble in water? And this is referring to the number of carbons. For example, both hexylamine and aniline have polar bonds around the amine group. However, the hydrocarbon tail and the aromatic ring associated with aniline are nonpolar CH bonds. The nonpolar part will decrease the solubility of the whole molecule in water. Methylamine, when placed in water, reacts as methylamine plus water. CH3NH3 plus, we're adding a hydrogen, it's accepting a hydrogen, plus OH minus. Because it is accepting a hydrogen, it acts as a base. It also forms the OH negative ion with water, and when this happens, the solubility concentration of OH minus is greater than H3O plus, making the water more basic. So we consider amines a base. Under acidic conditions, the amine will react to form an amine salt. So for example, CH3NH2 plus HCl will result in CH3NH3 plus Cl minus. So again, that's taking the free amine, that uh, CH3NH2, you're going to take that hydrogen off the chlorine, add it to the amine itself, making it no longer free. It becomes positively charged and it creates an ionic bond between NH3 plus and Cl minus. This is the amine salt. There are three bonds on the free amine that become four bonds on the amine salt. The salt has a plus on the nitrogen that attracts a negative substituent for ionic bonding. Yeah, I already told you that. Um, Okay, the same happens when it's an aromatic ring. So, for example, um, when you have NH2 connected to an aromatic ring and you want to add HNO3, the same principle applies. The H splits off and goes to the nitrogen, creating an NH3+. The NO3 is now a negative ion, so you create the salt NH3+, NO3-. Remember, when you're looking at amines, a primary amine is connected to one carbon. Secondary amine is connected to two carbons. An amine salt always has a positive and a negative. They are ionic charges. Ammonia, NH3. A tertiary amine salt, three carbons with ionic charges. Secondary amine, always make sure that you're directly bonded to two carbons. Um, yeah, not too much else to talk about those reactions, so it's pretty simple. Pi orbitals, uh, remember any double bond includes a pi orbital. Any uh, charge can also include a pi orbital, so if you have a negative or a positive on the charge, like we were just talking about with the amine, that can also constitute a pi orbital. Pi orbitals directly attached to each other constitute conjugation. Do not use electron delocalization in this class because evidently that's only a thing for other classes. So use pi orbital conjugation for this class because evidently they're different. I don't really see how they're different, but it doesn't matter. They're different. Okay. 
Um, so as a note, you can have a conjugation between a carbon-carbon double bond pi system and a carbon-nitrogen double bond system. A cyclic molecule that also has a pi orbital on every atom in the ring is called aromatic. So pay attention to the double bonds and pay attention to the charges. Because remember, a charge can constitute a pi bond. Alcohols with three or less carbons are miscible, while those with four or more are immiscible. The reason for this is because as the number of carbons in the alcohols increase, their solubility decreases. This occurs because the carbon OH group contains polar bonds, while the CH2 chain is nonpolar. As the nonpolar portion of the molecule increases its size, its solubility in a polar solvent like water decreases. Some reactions to be aware of. So for this one, we're going to be talking about phenol, which is a benzene ring attached to an OH. Phenol in water will result in the hydrogen splitting off, creating a negative ion and H3O+. So what you'll get is the phenol with a negative oxygen plus H3O+. Acetic acid, CH3COOH plus CH2O, becomes CH3COO negative plus H3O+. Remember, since you're not adding a hydrogen to this, the double bond between C and O does not break. Only the H, because this is an oxidation reaction, only the H off of the alcohol will migrate to that H3O+, leaving the negative on the acetic ion, what used to be the acetic acid. It's now an ion. Considering acids donate hydrogen, why do these two oxygen derivatives donate a hydrogen when other classes don't? When the H is donated in an acid, it leaves a negative charge on the atom it was bonded with. If the negative charge cannot be stabilized, the H will not be donated. Phenol and acetic acid both stabilize the negative charge on the O by conjugation. Again, don't use delocalization. For some reason, that's wrong. Phenol and ethanol both have OH groups. Why is phenol acidic when ethanol is relatively neutral? Again, when the H is donated on an acid, it leaves a negative charge on the atom it was bonded with. If the negative charge cannot be stabilized, the H will not leave and will not be donated. Phenol stabilizes the negative charge on the oxygen through conjugation. An alcohol like ethanol has no stabilization of the negative charge through conjugation. What ion concentration is tested in a pH test? H3O+. reasons. Uh, some reactions, key reactions to review. Primary and secondary alcohols may be oxidized, tertiary alcohols will not be. So, for example, CH3CH2CH2OH plus K2Cr2O7 in the presence of hydrogen sulfate will result in CH3CH2COH. So that's a double bond. So it will result in two molecules of COH, sorry, one double bond on COH and the other double bond on COOH. So it'll become a, an aldehyde and an acid. So alcohol oxidized becomes aldehyde plus acid. CH3, CHOH, CH3 plus K2Cr2O7 in the presence of hydrogen sulfate will result in a ketone. So again, that's splitting off the hydrogen 
and adding a double bond to the oxygen. And because it's in the center of the molecule, ketone. So tertiary, what is that? One, two. Okay, so because the OH is bonded to a secondary alcohol, it will result in a ketone. The alcohol oxidized as a primary alcohol will result in an aldehyde and an acid. A tertiary alcohol, and remember that's OH bonded to a carbon with three other carbons directly bonded to it, results in no reaction. So tertiary alcohol, no reaction. Secondary alcohol, oxidized, creates a ketone. Primary alcohol, oxidized, creates an aldehyde and an acid. In this experiment, the aldehyde was oxidized. Great, we just talked about that. So when you oxidize an aldehyde, you come up with an alcohol. So it's the same thing forward and back. Um, when you oxidize a ketone, nothing happens. No reaction. Solubility of acids versus alcohol. The results were similar, but butanoic acid is totally miscible in water, while butanol was not, forming two distinct layers. Since an acid functional group has three polar bonds, while an alcohol has two polar bonds, the acid is slightly more polar overall, thus increasing solubility. Why is benzoic acid solubility so low at 0.34 grams per 100 milliliters? Benzoic acid has a polar acid functional group, but the large phenyl, ri phenyl ring is nonpolar. This large nonpolar region makes benzoic acid less soluble than other acids. Some key reactions. So in this case, we have uh, carboxylic acid uh, plus sodium hydroxide. So that's an aromatic ring plus COOH. When you add the sodium hydroxide, you split the H off the acid, creating a negative ion, which the Na plus bonds to, and result in water. So because we are removing a hydrogen, this is an oxidation reaction. The reactant, benzoic acid, has partial charges, while the product, sodium benzoate, has full charges. Since the salt is more soluble in water, full charges must have greater attraction to the water dipoles which seems pretty obvious. Esters. So remember that an ester counts everything on the non-carbonyl oxygen side of the molecule. So count that first, that's your substituent. Then count the number of carbons off the carbonyl, including the carbonyl, to get your base. And you'll result with something in an NO8. So methyl butanoate, ethyl butanoate, hexanoate, something like that. A chemist has three different solutions of A, B, C. We know one is an aldehyde, one is a ketone, one is an acid. Using the test in this experiment, how can the chemist ID the three solutions? So the answer is treat all with uh, K2Cr207. Only the aldehyde will react. The second is to check the pH. The acid will have a lower pH, whereas the aldehyde or the ketone will be relatively neutral. And that's it. Good luck.